Hello everyone! The clip you're about to hear is from one of our exclusive Patreon episodes on a recent horror release, and just like all of our other episodes, it might include major spoilers for said horror release, so don't listen to it if you haven't already seen it. You've officially been warned. And if you'd like to hear the full episode, just head on over to patreon.com slash horrorqueers and subscribe today. Without further ado, here is your exclusive Patreon clip. I will say that I think the monologues almost teeters into self-parody by episode six, whenever Annabeth Gish, whenever uh, uh, Kate Siegel tells Annabeth Gish, you know, oh, like, this is what's happening. It's vampires. And Annabeth Gish just goes, it is crazy. Let me tell you a story. And I was like, whoop, buckle up. (laughs) Well, see, I got that when Annabeth Gish goes to the sheriff and he's like, let me tell you why I became the sheriff of this tiny island <laughs> Brian literally turned to me and said, oh, I guess everybody gets one. And I was like, maybe that's why they signed on. They were like, Emmys, Golden Globes, ah, across the board. I mean, everyone is so good in the show. And I, I will co-sign with you because I, I know when it comes to Flanagan, I do get defensive because his work affects me. so, And it just hits me so yes. rawly yeah. that... I do sometimes when people really bitch about Flanagan. I mean, I, I get, I get that it won't work for everyone. I, I'm surprised this works more for people than, let's say, Bly Manor did. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe not, because this one at least does have more of your typical horror elements that people are looking for. Oh, yeah, but you gotta wait for those final two episodes. Whereas at least with Bly Manor, there was creepy ghost lady the whole way through. Mm-hmm. I actually feel like it's been an interesting three kind of... Tr- hmm. What's a what's a trio? Trifecta. trio? Trifecta. Trifecta. I like it. Okay. It's been an interesting <laughs> trifecta with people going absolutely gaga with Hill House and then feeling like, oh, Bly Manor is a come down, which you and I both love. People can go back and yeah. listen to that episode. And then uh, this one, which feels like a bit of a compromise between the two of them. Like, yes, I hear what you're saying, but still, I'm Mike Flanagan and I'm super interested in family and faith and really rich character moments well and you know but this also feels like flanagan well addressing some of his critics mm. like because we haven't t- done an episode on hill house but you know the big critique of that show was oh it was so good up until, until the, the finale yeah, yeah because it was too sugary sweet blah 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 so this felt like him replying to those people going oh you want a dark ending okay <laughs> But one could argue that too much of the beginning of this series is sugary sweet, right? Like, it's about finding faith and hope and, you know, coming back and being accepted by your family and your community. And I found it interesting the number of people who say like, oh, this show didn't work for me because it's not action driven enough, like nothing happens until those last two episodes. Because for me, there is so much dread and tension and just like, I mean, I'm sure this really hit you, but all of the mass sequences, Mm -hmm. and particularly everyone's favorite bitch, Bev. Oh my god. Just everything that happened in there, I was gripped because you know, like it's basically five hours of just build up to something fucking horrible happening. No, you are right. And I will confess, I mean, I think you feel the same. Like the, the, the way that this series ends, I didn't feel was very surprising, but no. Only because I think the show the show telegraphs it, but purposefully yeah. so. Like the, mm-hmm. the atmosphere and mood of every single episode is like building to doom. Yes, absolutely. This island is going to burn. Oh shit! The island is literally burning constantly. But I will say, um, and you're right. The mass sequences. Um, you know, I've talked about my religion on here. You've talked about how you uh, relate to religion. I have been glib and maybe 
partially offensive to people that do still have faith, especially the queer community, because I, I admit that sometimes I'm just like, I, I, I sometimes generalize and be like, I just assume in my head, oh, queer people don't like, like they're not religious folk, but obviously right. that is not true. That's not so true. No. <laughs> I, apo- I apologize in the past for being like glib about it, but the, it's so funny because, you know, I'm sure people talk about the, uh, oh, it's not horror enough. It's because, yeah, they want that fucking vampire, which, by the way, mm-hmm. like, is revealed in full in episode three. So it's like, yeah. okay. But <laughs> yes. Uh, I think you mean Angel? Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Um, but no, ev- everything, everything about the religion. It maybe I wouldn't say it's horror-y, but it all constantly made me deeply deeply uncomfortable and yeah the mass I, mean, I always say with people i'm um, with catholic church where i'm like i, I just with C- catholic church in general how i feel about it how i reacted to it was it felt very culty it felt very zombie again when you mm-hmm. have 500 people saying the nicene creed aloud it just sounds like that and it it, it, it makes me shiver like and so watching these scenes which were pretty accurate reenactments of a regular catholic mass like not even like hardcore catholic mass like this is just normal mass <laughs> yeah this is this is your regular sunday <laughs> it, it, yeah i was just like oh god i'm i feel so uncomfortable watching this to the point where the horror in this show for me is the religion and like the the, the consequences of sometimes blind faith as opposed to the you know traditional horror element of the vampire 